0: You're listening to a podcast from Simino 2. In this hour, because it is a Wednesday, we get to delve deep into a subject in our masterclass. And for today, our masterclass is on ethical leadership and strategy. But if you're thinking to yourself, ah, but I'm not a CEO of a company, I can't listen to this conversation. Listen, this conversation is about how you can implement some of these tricks and tools into your own life. So looking forward to engaging with you. Our guest is already in studio, Professor Bonang Mohale, President of Business Unity South Africa. That's one of his many, many titles. But we take your calls on 0 O11- w Blade 30702 and we also take your sms's 31702 your tweets at the m at radio 702 using the hashtag 702 afternoons and the whatsapp line 072 and of course Maybe you've got a, a question you want to ask the professor. Just something that you like. I'd like to pick your brain on employment issues. On small whatever it is, he is here with us for the hour. It's eight minutes after two o'clock.
1: 702.
0: Masterclass. Such a pleasure to have you in studio, Professor Bonang Mohale. Thank you so much for coming through. Can you just sit a little bit closer to your mic so we can all hear you? There we go. Welcome. Welcome again. (laughs) Thank you so much. So I'm thinking, you know, you obviously are already have already created a masterclass for, you know, you're working in partnership with this project called My Mastery. And you've actually put this masterclass together. Why was a masterclass on ethical leadership and strategy important for you personally?
1: For me, I think it's contained in the title of my first book, Mm. Lift As You Rise, Mm. not when you have already risen. It says as individuals, you don't have to wait until you have that title or the corner office. Mm. But it is incumbent upon all of us. Yes to lift others as we rise because that's how we make ourselves useful that's how we get our purpose and joy it says there is nothing and no exercise more potent to the heart than extending a hand down mm. and lifting another human being because it's our collective well-being mm. that makes us truly human it says if you are a government the best amongst us lead with the heart of a servant mm. because servanthood leadership is not a leader with many servants. Mm. It says if you are a business, you need to continue to do well by doing good because business cannot continue to be an island of prosperity in a sea of poverty. It ends by saying, you know, nature is a wonderful metaphor for business. Mm. Everything that nature does, it never does for itself. It does for others and the enjoyment of others. Nature, it's never self, but always other-centered. That is why rivers don't drink their own water. Trees don't eat their own fruit. The sun doesn't shine because itself needs the vitamin D. Mm. In fact, flowers don't give us this wonderful fragrance because they themselves want to smell like Fontainebleau versus Calcutta on a hot, humid, sweaty day. Mm.
0: So let's break down, because we're talking ethical leadership. Who or what is a leader? I mean... We know in the hierarchy of businesses and companies, it is easy to identify based on, oh, Mangmang Mang is at management level or executive level. How do you define what and who a
1: leader is? That's where we get it wrong because we equate leadership with a title mm. the same way that we equate intelligence with formal education. Mm. Whereas anybody that feels called upon to lead, is a leader. I worked with a wonderful, good quality human being, Nerimitsan Tatema Zamban, who was my driver in 1996 mm. when I was the managing director of the world's biggest and oldest elevator company, Otis. Mm. Only when I visited him in his village, Kolimpopo, did I realize that he's a church elder. Only when I went to attend a funeral of one of his family members that I realized that he's actually um, one of the leaders that are looked upon, called Mm. upon uh, to provide leadership. Mm. So when you are a helper, in the olden days they used to say domestic servants Mm. or you are a bus driver, all you have to do is just feel called upon to lead and are a leader. And I suppose it requires no more than three things. Mm. Some sort of a compelling vision. Even mm. the Bible says where there is no vision, the people perish. Yes. The people just need to know that tomorrow on a composite basis is going to be substantially better than today. Secondly, it needs courage because people can't follow you if you are lily livered This is <imulating afterwards> so look up, and say, mm. At some stage, you have to go out to war. Yes, In this and instance, be courageous. A, 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 and this instance is an economic war. Lastly, this is the one that's less sexy. It's about having integrity. Mm. To be who you are, say what you're going to do, and do it. So that the face that you show us at work is the same that you show at home, the one that you show um, in society. Of course, it's about a lot of other things, starting first with the who, then the what. Finding Mm. it easy to palette, highlight and celebrate others. And then lastly, of course, leadership. It's about not expecting trust, but extending trust. Mm -hmm.
0: So let's come back now to ethics and what one considers ethical considering we all come from different backgrounds, different homes with different morals, different values. How do we come to a a common ground as to what is ethical and what is not? I mean, this is something you can go and study. Um, You have, you know, social and ethics committees, for example, on boards, but not everybody will be in agreement as to what is ethical and what is not. Some people will actually rather rely on, but it's not illegal, not dealing with the fact that it doesn't matter that it's not illegal, it's actually not ethical. Where do you find that middle ground as to we're all in agreement about what is ethical and that being the driver of
1: ethical leadership? In fact, you hit the nail on the head. Mm. The title of my second book. It's behold the turtle, comma. He only makes progress when his neck is stuck out. Mm. So the nation, the notion of ethically principled leadership sounds tautologous because leadership can't be anything else but ethical. Mm. But for emphasis, we say ethical leadership. You see, when you
0: because ch- there's no such thing that we are striving for as unethical
1: leadership. You can absolutely <laughs> yes. So so so. for me the greater measure of success is who we become in the process of succeeding Mm. that for me says when you look at yourself in the mirror and say I am a leader not a follower because leadership presupposes followership you have to take your people to a place where they've not been to Mm. it says I need to subject myself to a higher level of judgment, Mm, mm. not just the law, not just um, what is legal and not. I elevate myself to the realm of principles, of morality, of ethics. Therefore, a leader can say, I've not been found guilty by a court of law. A leader can say, but I've not... Uh, broken any law, and my signature is not on a document. By the time the questions are asked, it is already too late. Let me make an example. Remember that the people who hid both Bantu Steve Biko and Anne Frank, technically they were breaking the law. Mm. But the policemen who killed both of them, We're obeying the law. Mm. Therefore, the law in and of itself can be a moral compass. Mm. All of us are searching for our true north. All of us, the way we were brought up, we know what is right or wrong. Therefore, Mm. ethics, it's not even arguable. It's what our grandmothers taught us, that you have to be industrious. You can't take things that don't belong to you. You always have to ask. You must always say thank you. You must put things Mm. the way you found them. In fact, you must make the world a better place. As Mm. I end, purely and simply because it's not so much that we have inherited this earth from our forebears as we borrowed it from our children. Therefore, it behooves us to leave it in a place that is substantially better than we found it in. Because men did not move forward in space and in time from the old age to stone age, now to the information age, purely and simply because men ran out of stone. Mm. They moved out of the stone age because they found more innovative ways to do things, I think what is going to hold us together as genuinely, truly human is what connects us profoundly, deeply um, in terms of how we understand ethics. Because mm. when you are ethical, you are always other centered, you are always putting others first. Mm. There's a wonderful book written by a wonderful African that says, Leaders eat last. That's being ethical.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, and I think um, obviously there are more practical examples where um, certain situations would have to be put forward. I mean, for example, we have a consumer rights feature on this show and often um, we will rely on what the Protection Act says for consumers when they go and purchase something and then it's not refunded or returned in time and all of these things. And you look at some of the things that the businesses are doing, you're like they're within the law, but some of the things they are doing maybe seem unethical. Like why would you wait till the absolute last date possible to refund a person when you could have done it, you know, before. So I think the question I'm trying to get to is what in terms of society today, You know, you look at small businesses, big corporates, individuals, is lacking when it comes to that ethical mindset. What is missing? Because it always feels to me like people are trying to get away with as much as possible while giving or doing as little as possible.
1: It is that sense of right or wrong. It is that sense that says business can be seen to be at the apex Mm. Of immorality, of unethical conduct. It is about saying, I have a student that is at the University of the Free State, where I'm Chancellor. Mm. And this student now passes away in February, Mm. um, when this student was covered by the parents' insurance. Mm. When this student passes away, as An undertaker. Am I going to go back to the law and say, actually, even though you are not working, technically you are no longer a student because you just graduated in December Mm. and we are sitting in February? It's about doing the right thing. Mm. It's about saying, if you are an insurance company, when somebody has been shot in their driveway Mm. as a breadwinner, and you say, we're not going to pay you because you have nullified your own contract. Because you didn't disclose that you are diabetic. Diabetic. Oh, I remember that case. When mm. the source of death is a hail of bullet on your own driveway. Mm. We learn that, you see, business can be so legally correct and so morally wrong. It's about the notion of morality to say, but why are we an insurance company? But why are we an undertaker to be seen to be helpful to achieve two things and two things only? Because that's what ethics is about. Can we look at ourselves as human beings and say, we are having this notion called common purpose for what? For greater good. Mm. So, As a business, when we can look at the greater good, it says when we create jobs, it's not in and of itself. We are creating markets of the future. It's these people that we are going to sell to because there's a problem when your own employees cannot afford the goods and the services that you provide. It says when somebody has been a whistleblower in my own company to say, I see the CFO and the CEO do the following. Because it's a protected disclosure, I can technically include them in the next retrenchment list, because I see them as troublemakers. Mm. But as ethical leader, it says, I get onto my bicycle and go to them and say, you wrote me this note. Where were you coming from? Mm. What really motivated you? Mm. What ills have you seen been perpetrated? And what can I do to not only assuage, but to rectify? Because that's what leaders do. How can we restore it to its original state, so that we are not looking for a new world, but for a better world.
0: Oh, double one, double eight three, oh seven oh two. The WhatsApp line: oh seven two seven oh two one seven oh two. Today's masterclass with Professor Bonang Mohale is on ethical leadership. What is your contribution to this conversation, or maybe you have a question uh, uh, regarding? some tips that you can implement into your everyday life because maybe, as Bonang has rightly said, you might not be a leader because you're a driver for a company, but you're a leader elsewhere in other roles in your life. It's 22 minutes after 2 o'clock. Masterclass. So, Professor, why are mistakes important? Um, we we actually have uh, a feature called the upside of failure and we talk with different people about Name the failures that you experienced in your life and what was the positive that came out of them. So initially we reject this idea of mistakes. It's uncomfortable. It's not nice, but they are important. Why is that? We're still on A. Yes, we're still on
1: A. (laughs) Just wanted to be sure. He that makes no mistakes probably does nothing Mm. because we learn more from those things that we don't get right the first time than from those that we do Mm. therefore failure and success are two coins two sides of the same coin because failure teaches us to be vulnerable but also to be humble Mm. and that's what it means to be truly and genuinely human Mm. we can't we're not machines machines are programmed uh, to do stuff Mm. but when people make mistakes even the bible says We are imperfect by design, not Mm. by accident. So when you accept that, you have an inner peace and inner calmness. The trick is to extract the learnings so Mm. that on a new day, as Basia says, you don't make the old mistake, but Mm. you make the new mistake. I teach. I'm absolutely blessed with some amazing opportunities, Mm. global MBA students. Mm. But it's amazing that I go there with an empty notepad, With a pen, because I go there prepared to learn more from the first year class Mm. of MBA students than they are going to learn from me. Mm. Because there's a wonderful African adage that says, when a student is ready, a teacher will appear. It's Mm. not the other way around. Mm. So when you talk about the upside of failure, It's when you are a leader, when people look at you and say, you have this demonstrable track record, you've got this wonderful title, you've got this office, you've got so much uh, assistance. When you dare to be vulnerable, like the turtle that sticks its neck out, you show the human face. Mm. In fact, as I conclude, your people don't care about how much you know. They just want to know. That you genuinely care about them Because in all our businesses We put people first First before what? First before profits
0: Do you think that We have a challenge with our leaders Today um, In terms of Them not being necessarily Forthcoming about actual genuine Mistakes because If a person says, yo, I'm so sorry, I actually made a mistake. Be you a parent to your child, be you a boss to your staff. I think people are actually more open than we give them credit for. And now it makes it difficult where we have leaders that barely apologize. And I'm not talking the apology that ESCOM says we regret that we put you on stage four, Lord Shedding. I'm talking about serious, dire mistakes. It always ends up being, there's an investigation, there's a this, there's a Zondo commission, there's, there's a
1: this. You see, when you are genuinely sorry, you mustn't only say it, you must show it. Because contrition... It's an ongoing process you have to continue asking for forgiveness and be eternally grateful for the message shown mm. especially if you are a leader because the tone is set from the top mm. It's the type of culture you want in an organization in a business but also at home biblically speaking we say a man is the head of the household comma the same way that Christ Is the head of the church. Mm. Not to bellow out instructions, but to serve. So when you are a leader of the household and you inculcate a culture that says it's okay to say I'm sorry Mm. because you say it so often times, seven times in a day, and you mean it. And once you have said I'm sorry, you don't try to repeat the same mistake. And you don't say I'm sorry if I offended you. You say I'm sorry because I have offended you. Mm. That's not what I meant. When you approach it that way, remember the objective, the intent of taking your own people to nirvana is so that you profoundly connect with them, Mm. that they can take their faith and put it in your hands. That's that trust we were talking about. Mm. You can only do that when you are vulnerable. You can only do that when you accept that you have to love your people in order To lead them. Mm. And when you love your people, it means you want only the best. You can't say you love your people when you cook a chicken and then you as the man eat the best parts. And then when the bones and the gravy is left, you say, okay, Nkoskas, you can see how to finish. That's not leadership. Leadership says, I've gone to look for this chicken. I caught it and I've prepared it for you. Uh, It helps if I've even cooked it. And you say, Nkoskas, look after yourself first and then your children so that if it's not not enough I can put on my regalia and my assegai and go and hunt for another chicken because we have that option
0: and I'm, I'm glad you're using the example of the household because it's the most practical one that everybody can relate to many people are in homes where the idea of head of the household is misconstrued to suit some nasty uh, narratives that individuals have so i want us to you know we'll probably do this after eyewitness news headlines is delve a little bit deeper into particularly issues around what leadership means in the in the in the uh, within the context of society is generally patriarchal Um, But we are trying to change that narrative and what the transition period looks like. I mean, there's a question that's come through here on Twitter that says, does Mr. Bonang um, consider himself a patriarch
1: as a male leader? You do. I am a positive patriarch Mm -hmm. because we talk about toxic masculinity. We qualify it. Because not all masculinity is bad. Not all men are trash. Mm. It's how we say, how do we bring our boys? Mm. How do we prepare them for a leadership position? Not to be leader of women, but to be leaders of themselves that we can't say tigers
0: please repeat that again because that is so powerful
1: what you're saying is it's not to be leaders of women but to be leaders of self absolutely because remember in the world we are now approaching 8 billion people 52 percent of them are women so there's more women than men in the world. In South Africa, there's 60.1 million of us. 51% are women. Therefore, the way we bring our children, especially our boys, we need to say it's not correct that tigers don't cry, that it's wrong to show your emotions, that you are such a sissy, that you are, it is so gay, that you are there to... um, To to be a leader of society, irrespective of who's around you, that you are there to be laid and to chase women. No, it says, as a boy, can you be brought up in a manner that says, I want to treat every woman that I come across the same way that my own sister Mm. should be treated. Mm. It says... It's okay if you are a man to cry. It's okay to show your emotions. No, it's okay to play with dolls and to wear pink because masculinity says you are blessed with certain gifts uh, from the good Lord. But women are. In fact, the leadership qualities of the 21st century are found naturally in women than they are in men. The pandemic has taught us that the eight countries were women are heads of state have dealt better with the pandemic than those new zealand men, absolutely new zealand and, yes and and, and and also germany angela merkel and the entire scandinavian countries all those four mm. countries because they are empathetic they've got sixth sense they they can connect with other human beings they've got empathy and, and I, those I are to... are actually the most difficult skills which wrongly we called soft skills
0: so, when we come back, we do need to go to Eyewitness News headlines. And of course, we've still got quite a bit to delve into. Oh, double 0118830702. Double oh, Give us a call. Any question that you may have on ethical leadership with our guest for today's masterclass or oh, 0727021702. Oh, oh, 702. Masterclass. And we continue with our masterclass with Professor Bonang Mohale on ethical leadership and strategy. And we take your calls on 0 Your SMS is 31702. Your tweets at at Radio 702 using the hashtag 702 Afternoons and the WhatsApp line 72 Before we go to the lines where our callers have been patiently waiting, just to wrap up the thought of what you were saying which i think maybe we 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 um because there's a constant gender war that is always at play it becomes difficult to articulate certain natural abilities that women are are, are born with that actually do work in driving workforces and driving positive successful leadership but it's difficult to say because there's still that massive imbalance where we've known of men to be the leaders of the countries and all of these things can you just pinpoint for us what are those things that we can take out of what you've observed particularly with women leaders and what is it that men can do or men in leadership positions to nurture those abilities that don't necessarily come naturally
1: so in my own personal experience i have found that companies that are led by women are more profitable They demand higher multiples upon exit. They're the best companies to work for. Mm. In fact, the employees feel needed and wanted, and they're free to speak their mind without any fear of retributions or reprisals. Mm. Mm. And I go back to how we raise boys, and the president calls it another femicide. And the reason Mm. why we should take particular attention to it is because South Africa has now the world records for all the wrong reasons. The most unequal society in the world. Rape. The most um, highest failure rates of small and medium enterprises. The most... um, highest unemployment rate in the world. The second only to Russia in terms of suicide rate. But the one that should scare us is what you refer to, that we have a five times higher femicide rate than the rest of the world, where seven women are murdered every day on average, where 14,000 underage girls are pregnant over just the last four years. And for me, I'm reminded by what Frederick Datlas tells us, which is really just so profound, that it is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. That the conventional rules of being a man should be challenged, because these are the ones that bring about this toxic masculinity. That boys have these societal stereotypes. That it is wrong for you to be weak, but you must be tough. That you have to be strong. You have to be courageous. You have to be dominating. That you have to feel no pain, no emotion mm. except anger. That you—that men actually... are are strong and women are weak. Why does do mm-hmm. we have to make those comparisons? Sorry, Mary. <laughs> no, what I
0: was just saying is, um you reminding me of the a guest we spoke to about how to empower the girl child without neglecting the boy child. And he said, it's very simple. You start in the home by giving boys the same responsibility as boys, as girls, by giving them housework because they're households where boys do nothing and girls wash dishes, clean laundry. And he said, that is a good place to start. All right, let's go to the line. Sam and Ferenicheng. Thank you for waiting so patiently. Hi, Sam.
2: Hello. Hello. Yes. Hello. Yes. Um, uh, Sam Alexander here. Um, Penang, um, I am, am am very enthralled with the uh, conversation. I think it is really is excellent. I, I was wondering if we, we, we couldn't pen with the idea of, um, ego leadership versus eco leadership. Where we know that ego leadership is all around me, uh, it's all around my power, it's all around my success. Whereas um, eco-leadership addresses the environment uh, in which we lead and making sure that everyone who is in that environment benefits from the leadership that I uh, provide in the organization and uh, uh, making sure that uh, that there is is no sole focus on me, Um, uh, you know, that there, there, there is a a very well-known statement which says that the organization is greater than the leader. And that is because people are ecologically uh, savvy when they uh, uh, lead the organization in that way. I was just wondering if you uh, uh, wouldn't mind just uh, uh, expanding on that and letting people know how important it is to... uh, uh, exceed the barriers of ego leadership
1: Mm, thank you for that sam professor sam my dear brother i'm down on my knees because sam alexander is an incredible good quality human being Mm. and one of the people that i look up to he has done some truly profound things but sam in the context of femicide and toxic masculinity I could not agree with you more because we need to change the script and the script needs to say they are good men because they've got integrity, they've got honor, they are being responsible, they are good providers and protectors, they are doing the right things, they are putting others first. They are caring, they sacrifice, they stand up for the little guy, Mm. not just for the girls. Whereas when you ask them what are real men, then the toxicity comes through because then it's the man that says, no, boys, don't cry, be strong, don't show your feelings, play through the pain, suck it up, win at all costs, be aggressive, get rich, get late. Mm. Whereas what we are trying to do is to say, can we get to a different place where we support these boys so that we teach them that masculinity is about embracing and expressing a full range of emotions for men that you don't have to pretend to be anything that you are not. That as a leader, General Libra as I end, it's about saying, can I put my people first rather than as I walk through the door? The first thing that is seen, it's an ego that I can genuinely say I get joy because I've lifted as I rise. Mm. All
0: right. Uh, we have Jeremiah in Riddaport. Hi, Jeremiah.
3: Good afternoon. Like, you have no idea like, the love I have for Tate Bonang. Like, I literally listen to him when I'm home with the car. Like usually do it everywhere. I mentioned doing my MBA and I'm like, wondering should I have done the MBA with the school that is <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ah, you are there. You are there. <laughs>
3: nonetheless, nonetheless um, Tate Bonang, I have a question for you. And my question is. You know, I, I listen to you, Dr. Bonang, and I and I do not want to regret and uh, not asking this question to you. You know, ten, twenty years from now, and my question is, that Bonang, what can we do that we can take those lessons? You know, as you say, we must lift as we rise, and, and I have I have literally left my community as I as a present. And my question to you is, what can we do to instill these kind of uh, values and lessons and all of these 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 things that you're talking about at a primary school level? last week we had a very big problem at one of the primary schools where there was guest in and stuff like that now my question is how do we take these kind of values everything that you talk about on a daily basis be it from the from an african side you know from a from an educational side how can we take this thing back to the grassroots so that 20 30 years down the line or 40 years or 50 years when Bonang is no, is no longer and and is now in, in the higher in the highest in the higher uh, world that we can then still keep this thing and say that want to introduce this thing. Mm. And we, are, we are because of what you have planted. and mm. um, Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Jeremiah. And I think that's a very powerful, important question is how do we take uh, these things to grassroots level?
1: That is Jeremiah, thank you for the warm ways of encouragement, building and creating rather than tearing down and destroying. Don't worry. I teach global MBA students at Gips with Nick Binadel in strategy and ethics. I teach global MBA students at Johannesburg Business Schools in business in general and economics. So I know that you'll get hold of me. But I think the best we can do is to be an example of this. Mm. Because education must not be theoretical. We must be that example. When we say lift as you rise, is because we genuinely believe in the African adage that says a marula tree's product, it's not the marula fruit, but another marula tree. If you are English, the product of an apple tree is not an apple, it's another apple tree. We are in the business of creating other leaders so that we amplify, we massify, we ensure that there's many of us who leave this and lead by example. The African adage that says, when a candle lights another candle, it loses nothing. In fact, it gains more light. That in lifting other human beings, we give ourselves meaning and purpose. Because you are an MBA student, let me be a philosophical for once and say, you know, you need to ask yourself this question as a leader to say what is my purpose where do i want to play how do i play to win what skills abilities and capabilities do i require and who's going to help me once you land at that with the lens not of work but the lens of life it's amazing what you come up with mm. uh, tasneem and Dimagato, i
0: see your calls we'll take them when we come back 702 Masterclass It is our Masterclass today on Ethical Leadership with Professor Bonang Mohale Let me not waste any more time and go to the lines Dima Gato in Pretoria Hi
4: hi uh, thank you very much for taking my call and thank you for the beautiful show and thank you for bringing that bonang um to the radio this afternoon um Dr. bonang uh, is 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 that intelligence that we need in our country in these times and uh, my question is more or less uh, the same as the one that that jeremiah asked mm. but uh, mine is uh, regarding uh, the impact Uh, social media has uh, in the township. Uh, especially and in the rural areas where people, where young people do not get what we are getting in the suburbs, so to say. Um, I want to find out how do we um, practicalize that? How do we uh, take um, this, this what we know to the grass, when, when the Jeremiah said to the grassroots, mm. I'm saying to the townships to, mm. to, 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 to go and impact these people because they are the future. And uh, it's a, it's a lost generation uh and they are material materialistic mm. and uh, it's like they are lost you know so how do we um uh, excite them into um uh, um uh, becoming like and bonang or into um uh, uh reading and studying about yes. ethical leadership for for an example so
0: that we will not have what we are seeing in the townships right now all right uh, di to yeah. leave it there uh, we've got the gist of your question
1: professor. First, I think we need to build our own businesses Mm. and hire our own children because it's madness to continue to make babies and send them to a different neighborhood for them to go down on their knees and ask for a job from somebody else. We need a and imaginative leadership. So when we build malls in the townships, we knew that we're killing the small shop owners. Mm. Therefore, the people who call themselves, our leaders should have said, it's okay for Liberty to come and build a mall in Alexander, but that mall must be owned by black people. Mm. Our leaders should have said, we don't have casinos in this country. They were all in the former homelands. Therefore, because we have a law called broad-based black economic empowerment, When we issue new casino licenses, there must be exclusively for individuals from previously disadvantaged Mm. groups. At the moment, we inherited a township economy that was functional, and we have absolutely ruined it. We had ambach, technical, vocational uh, centres next to stations where people could work. All those have been closed, even before the pandemic. I think, lastly, Medimagatsu. You see, we must be the example Um, To these township people, now they don't have um, role models because all of us, when we have a little bit of money, we get out of Alexander, we go to Branston, which is good. But then who are their role models? Is the people who wake up on Tuesday with nothing on Friday, they come riding a BMW X5M red with leather interior, and everybody knows that they don't work. Mm. I think we need to insist that our leaders must go to the same schools, the same hospitals. Mm. the same public amenities that we go to so that when something is wrong they can experience it firsthand they go and fix it at the moment the people call themselves our leaders they're on private medical aid they've got private security they go to private education they can they take, fly abroad to uh, go and get medical procedures absolutely yeah in fact even number one military hospital where presidents used to get the best medical care in the world as we speak one wing of it is closed because we failed to provide planned and preventative maintenance
0: Taznim, in 10
5: seconds go ahead <laughs> great show i wish i was your student prof but that's besides the point i think you should stand for a president of the country but my thing is i think everything starts from home and i i grew up in a home where we believe um your school starts from home and what i mean by that is me as a mother my husband as a father needs to teach our children from start what is right what is wrong and that what you treat others like how you want to be treated. And when your children see you behaving that way, that's how they would. The other thing is the language we use in our house. And I think when a child cries it's just say, Keep quiet, why are you crying? It's not saying acknowledging what is wrong, like I see you, I see you hurting, mm. let's talk about what's happening. So even whether it's a male child or a female child, you're mm. teaching them a different vocabulary and I, I really and strongly believe that if We treat other people's children as of our own. I have a
0: tendency if I see a child in school that's sort I'm going to have to leave it there. We have so run out of time and I'm so sorry I didn't get to all of the voice notes. I mean, Professor, there's people who are saying you're such a gem. We need you. Um, Leadership personified prof. Your work at Shell Petroleum in the 80s was so important. It helped many access education. So many people that say they look up to you, they admire you. This is a yes, no question would you ever go into politics? Yes or no? Never. (laughs) (laughs) Then on that note, let us leave it there. Um, What we will do, (laughs) if you want to actually take this entire course on ethical leadership, you can do it with my mastery what we'll do is we will share the details on the social media um you can also follow bonang mohale on social media on twitter he's at bonang underscore Mohale, and see what it is that he's doing which there just is never enough time and i'm just so honored that you're able to speak to us please keep doing what you're doing